0: Welcome to What's Up, Wellness from the Third Floor. This podcast is provided by the Wellness and Health Action Team, also known as What, from Portland State University's Center for Student Health and Counseling. We are located in the old tutoring center suite on the third floor of the University Center building on campus. Our purpose with this podcast is to discuss a variety of health-related topics in a way that will be accessible for our non-traditional campus.
1: My name is Grace, and my pronouns are she, her. And my name is Whitney, and my pronouns are she, her. We are all members of the Wellness and Health Action Team, and we'll be the hosts of this podcast. Let's get into it.
0: All right. Hello, everybody. Hi, Whitney. How are you doing? I'm great, Grace. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, I've been really into doing my nails, as you uh, can see. Um, beautiful. Thank you. I've what color doing... are they for the they're people like... who can't see us? <laughs> um, for all the people who are listening who, for some reason, can't see the podcast. <laughs> no, we actually don't have a video podcast, so that was just a joke. Um, But <laughs> they're like dark maroon, kind of. Yeah, they're, they're really like, cute. They're like, if... Taylor Swift created a maroon from her song Maroon from I was literally
1: just thinking about yeah. Taylor Swift and her song Maroon.
0: It was Maroon. <laughs> okay. Um, Anyways, um, I'm happy to see you start off the new week. It's midterms.
1: Beginning of oh, mid- yeah.
0: midterms, yeah. Do you have any? Do you have any midterms or like anything?
1: Um, I don't have any midterms. I think it's sure. just like the grad program I'm in. Um yeah it's pretty chill. A lot of it is based off of conversations that we have, which is kind of better.
0: I like it. Yeah. Um, this is completely random, but I want everyone to know that Whitney got a haircut and it looks amazing. Yes. It's so cute. My (laughs) hair was
1: so long before. Okay. But like, imagine if we had a YouTube and people like can see us.
0: (laughs) Me and Julie, honestly, we're trying to figure out like even like last year with Quinn, we were like, "How do we do a special episode where we record?" But it just got thrown out of the mix because of everything that's been happening with the mics. So
1: mm. maybe,
0: maybe like what Taylor was saying, the next generation of Whatsters. Ooh, that would be <laughs> maybe fun. they can do a video podcast. <laughs> um, but right now, me and Whitney will just describe how we look to you all. <laughs> Grace with the maroon nails, Whitney with, Whitney the, with the fire haircut. Bob, You got a, you, like a long bob. Isn't that yes. called a lob? Yeah, I think it is called a lob. <laughs> Pinterest lob. <laughs> okay. So today we're going to talk about social media therapists, um, which I've been so excited this whole term to talk about because I, I don't have like a, I do have a gripe with TikTok therapists and like mm-hmm people who build platforms off of mental health like intervention almost and like even if it's coming from a good place I'd still Mm -hmm. think it's really really weird and I think it puts people I feel like it kind of traps people um we're gonna talk about it more but I definitely fell down the TikTok therapist rabbit hole um for some reason in like after me and my ex-boyfriend broke up, my phone mm-hmm. was like, this girl's going through a breakup. We <laughs> need to show her every single TikTok therapist imaginable. It was like, I was going through my for you page and it was like, how to heal heartbreak, what to tell yourself. And I was just like, oh so my bombarded by it. It was yeah. so overwhelming. And at first I was like, oh, this is good. Like, I like this. And then it just reached a point where it was just like constant. Need- it, it feels like it makes you feel like you're not Doing enough, almost it made it made me feel like I wasn't on my mental health grind because I was getting bombarded with people telling me how to fix myself, how to heal myself, under the guise of social media and like building a platform. So I'm really excited to talk about this today. Um, Yeah, because it's something that is pertinent to me and maybe you, Whitney. I don't know. Share your
1: thoughts. Yeah, it's kind of crazy because I didn't like realize how like, I saw it everywhere. Like, it just came so normalized to me, like, to see this kind of con, I was, like, context um, on our social media. And also, I didn't realize, like, how toxic it was until I went to therapy myself.
0: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, I know, totally. It's, like, I don't know, I feel like there's such, there's pros and cons to it, which Mm -hmm. every time we start a podcast, Episode. Whitney. There's we're always, always yeah, pros and cons. There's always pros and cons. So, um, like you were saying, Whitney, we see it everywhere. We see it on Instagram, we mm-hmm. see it on TikTok, we see it on Pinterest. I see it on Pinterest all the time. And I think Pinterest is like the one social media platform where it's like my algorithm gets changed so quickly so that
1: often. with
0: like Instagram and TikTok and Twitter and stuff like that, like it's kind of like a slow undercurrent of change. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like more subtle, but Pinterest is like you like one thing and then it shows you 50 of
1: that one thing. Yeah. Um, it's crazy because so, I didn't, sorry, yeah. I didn't oh, no, notice it until I got off of Instagram and TikTok mm-hmm. for a little bit. I'm back on yeah. it. But at the time <laughs> when I was off Instagram, like I kind of replaced it with Pinterest and I didn't mm-hmm. realize how often yeah. it was changing no, until that's, yeah, I was same. only on Pinterest. It was yeah. crazy.
0: Yeah. And um, also on YouTube, I think there's, and even on Twitter, like I see it, I use Twitter. Twitter is like my main social media that I use and um, I see it a lot and I follow therapists on Twitter too. And it'll be like a quick, like 100 word blurb and it'll be like, here's how to heal your inner child. Or it's like, does your stomach hurt? You're probably carrying childhood trauma or like stuff like that. And it just shows up on my feed um, because I do follow people like that, but like, it's so pervasive that um, I think it warrants a conversation like what we're having today. So we're going to kind of talk about the harms and the benefits that are important to be aware of when deciphering Therapists and like social media platforms and stuff like that, and your for you page. Um, and I always see, like, every time I see a therapist video or something, there will be at least one comment that's like they really said for you page. Like, wow, like this yes, is catered I towards me. see those comments. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. So, um, do you want to kind of talk about the the benefits of discussing mental health? Let's let's start on a lighter note. Let's start yes, on, yeah.
1: I was going to say, I think it's good if we start with like the positive, um, because there are a lot of different benefits to discussing mental health on social media. And the first one is just normalizing talking about it. Um, I think that's always a good sign when we can normalize things that haven't been normalized before. And I think that's part of like Gen Z, like mindset of like talking about things that previous generations didn't want to talk about. Um, And I think it's good to have these conversations about mental health experiences online, um, because there's just been such a long health stigma around this like critical topic, and it's finally breaking down. Um, And like social media, there's so many people on social media, like I don't know any young person that's not on social media unless they're like taking a break like I did yeah. which is totally understandable.
0: Yeah.
1: Um but I've never media... heard
0: of someone who like doesn't have social media, who didn't have it before.
1: Yes. Like good. Point. that
0: is the problem. <laughs> I've never had yeah. that. <laughs> I've been on Instagram since I was 12. Like that's a whole decade. That's mm. I don't want to think about the process of time, <laughs> um, but I think I need to evaluate that really quick. Um, but that's a different topic for another day. But, yeah, I think just the the sheer amount of people on social media and, like, mm-hmm. bringing awareness about mental health is really beneficial. And, like, Gen Z, people our age are very tuned into mental health. Um, but it can also be toxic. Um, it can be unbeneficial so or what's the opposite of beneficial unbeneficial unbeneficial like, that's literally not a word not- <laughs> I in my fourth year of my undergrad and I'm like
1: unbeneficial unbeneficial okay. you know what we were just talking earlier about like synonyms yes and I do that all the time I'll like google <laughs> a word and write synonyms after
0: no, because you need to sound good and you're like <laughs> honestly if you want to hack for writing an essay, you just like pull out a thesaurus. Professors, eat it up. <laughs> That's my little life advice for you all.
1: Great um, life advice.
0: Anyways, where what were we? Where were we? I'm we're still sure I talking about
1: the benefits, Grace. Yeah, so, okay. Well, there's just so many. There's so many. <laughs> um. Yeah. So like I was saying, like normalizing, talking about mental health is really important, especially with how many people um, have been on social media before. And it also just provides like the opportunity for viewers to have more access to this information. um, Because I feel like we're lucky. Mm, I don't know if lucky is the word, but we are able to have like mental health services available to us wait, that did not come out. No, right. no, no.
0: I think, I think I know what you, I know what you're saying. Like it is, we're like fortunate to be able to explore these topics through social yeah. media in a way that has never really been explored before. Um, But I think when we get into dangerous territory is when we're seeing people using these like therapy tactics as a way to build platforms, not out of wanting to help people or like the good of their heart necessarily and even Mm -hmm. if it is it's like it's super i don't know i feel like mental health has just been completely capitalized almost like people are building platforms off of it so that they can make money as therapists as like a side hustle almost right or they might not even be credentialed and we'll get into that too yeah we'll definitely Um, get into that
1: yeah um but i will say for the people who are or do have the credentials to act as a therapist, um, if they do have like an online platform, it is good because it helps like humanize the person that they are. So like if people see them online, they could feel more comfortable to like make that connection. Like if they're seeking, um, mental health services because i don't know i was like scared to contact a, like a therapist just by looking at their website because all you see is like a picture and a description it's and always like, like a
0: picture and like a body of water yeah
1: <laughs> or like a and it is a little flowers. scary yeah <laughs> um so i think that part of like humanizing the therapist who actually can help you um can be one of the beneficial things about totally therapist on social media.
0: Yeah. I think so that like what you said, Whitney, like that humanizing aspect. Um, there's this one therapist that I watch his videos sometimes, but he does like couples counseling kind of, I don't really know. He, he does all, all stuff, but he talks a lot about like personal relationships and his name is therapy. Jeff. Um, I don't know if anybody. I think I've seen. You know who the therapist? Okay, yeah. Yes. And I was like, oh my gosh, I really like this guy, and I looked him up because I was like, what are his credentials? Whatever. He literally he practices in Portland.
1: No so way. So funny. I've yes. never Googled him.
0: I just see him on Instagram. And now that I know that he lives in Portland, I'm like, this is the most Portland looking dude ever. Like, it's so funny. But yeah, he practices in Portland, and I was like, I guess I could literally like set up an appointment with him. That's but I kind of like, wild. No, but. <laughs> yeah, it was very funny. Um but yeah, I, I agree that there's definitely like benefits and like the biggest benefit is normalizing and like discussing mental health. Um maybe not necessarily like normalizing it, but just even bringing up the conversation cuz mm-hmm. there's just such a deep rooted stigma. Um and but even people just talking about it is really important, but um again, like the way that social media therapy is constructed is a very mm-hmm. like one size fits all type of thing. It's, it's like, and it's very diagnostic. I, I feel like a lot of videos I see come at people with an immediate diagnosis almost, or they're, 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 an immediate analysis of something. Um, And I think that's when we kind of get into murky waters um, because, therapy talk on social media is a very generalized approach. It's not going to be a one-on-one the way that it would be with traditional therapy. And the general information given doesn't always fit everyone's lived experiences. Sorry, I have to like swallow. (laughs) And it may even worsen existing mental health experiences if you haven't seeked out individualized help. And this is is what I want to talk about because when I was on my social media therapist grind in August, September. I, I think I remember I talked to Whitney about this because I was like fully in it when we brought up this conversation and it felt like it felt so overwhelming at first I was like, okay, this is good information. And then it was like, the more I took in, the less I felt connected to my own experience because I was trying to relate it back to this one size fits all video that I saw. And so it kind of, it overwhelmed me. Um, and it made it hard for me to be able to process my own feelings. It led to a lot of rumination, which if you tuned into our nostalgia episode, you know what rumination is. But it made me, it just like, yeah, And I'm just talking from my own personal experience because I can't talk for anybody else. But it did feel, it, it fueled this like rumination and brooding that didn't feel good. It didn't feel Productive in my growth or like in my healing, it just felt overwhelming and it felt like I was trying to play catch up with something that I didn't need to be catching up with at all. Um, and like I said, this one size fits all quick fix on social media, they'll be like, Journal for 10 minutes every day and it'll fix your mental health. Like, I'm so convinced that people who think that that fixes depression have never been depressed in their lives like (laughs) people who are like go on a walk do yoga like yes those help but can you like imagine telling a super depressed person to go outside like I'm sorry I can't even brush my teeth in the morning and you're telling me to meditate for 30 (laughs) minutes like shut up (laughs) yeah but it's it's really hard to break out of those that cycle and like skipping those videos or like not acknowledging them or whatever um and it's not exactly. a quick fix. It it always just comes at like this tone of a quick fix. And mental health is a long journey. It's not something that you can just have therapy Jeff fix for you. <laughs> like yeah. you need to do it on your own time. And it's hard work and it could last months. Um and it could last longer or it could be shorter. But I think the thing to keep in mind when engaging with these social media therapists and um especially the the social media influencers, I think a lot of you have to look at it through a critical lens. Otherwise, you're going to go down the rabbit hole.
1: Yeah, for sure. And it's also just so annoying because the algorithm is going to keep feeding it to you. Like you're just going to see all of these posts about like, this is what's wrong with you and like this is what you need to do to fix it and this is going to make you better and you're just going to keep seeing it and seeing it and seeing it. Yeah.
0: Part of what, like, inhibited me so much from this, that, like, phase of my life was the fact that there was so much stuff that was, like, you're this way because of this, and you can fix it by doing this. And, like, I would love to hear that from a therapist who knows my whole story who knows the context i would love to have a therapist tear me to shreds like that is what i want i want you to encourage me to do better and read me in that way but i don't need someone on social media doing that because they don't know the story and it's they so generalized that they don't know me they don't know me <laughs> <laughs> so it's so it's so generalized like that um and and having those overarching generalizations are good because it reaches large audiences which in turn creates more content and more followers and more money and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um and I think that like I don't know something about it just feels icky to me it feels unethical in a way um but I also have benefited from seeing these videos from time to time so really I think what it ultimately comes down to is finding that delicate balance of taking a step back when you need to. But also I've learned new tools from social media therapists too, or like I've had realizations about myself due to these videos or content. Um, So it definitely is just like a fine line to walk.
1: Yeah. That balance is really important because I think there's a difference between these posts that are like, this is what's wrong with you or like you're going through a heartbreak like this is what you need to do versus some of the posts I've seen are like what to look for when seeking out a therapist
0: okay and I definitely
1: think that's way more beneficial than saying like this is what's going on and this is what you need to do to fix it like that's not genuine to me and who I am Mm
0: -hmm. but like
1: I do see some posts out there that it's like what to look for when seeking a therapist or like what to or what to expect when you go to a therapy session for the mm-hmm. first time. Like I definitely think those experiences can be beneficial for people. Yeah. And it was beneficial for me when I was looking for a therapist because I like mm-hmm. just started going to therapy. Ooh, yes, <laughs> do you so do you say. have
0: any or do you do you remember any of like the bullet points or whatever for what to look for in a therapist when you were seeing these videos?
1: Yeah, I think the main one for me was finding someone that you're comfortable with because Mm -hmm. you are talking about very sensitive topics. And like, I'll admit to our listeners, I literally cry every session. Mm -hmm. So like, I definitely real. that was, yeah, that (laughs) was really helpful. (laughs) Yes, be real. I don't need that. (laughs) Yes,
0: anyway. Media star. Um. Yeah, like seeing what I think I think that's a really good I appreciate that perspective because that was not necessarily the perspective I was getting because I was feeding into all the doom and gloom and all the like fixing structures of social media. So now that you've kind of gone through your process of seeing these videos and stuff and then seeking out a therapist, you probably have an I've, I've gone to therapy too, but it's not necessarily like fresh in my mind. Um, so Whitney's going to take us through like what kind of qualifications to look for in these TikTok therapists or just like therapists in general.
1: Yeah. So when I was like kind of looking through social media and like seeing these influencers, if like, we can even call them that, like, I guess social media or like mental health. No, they're seriously influencers. I sincerely think that they're influencers. (laughs)
0: Like. They're not. I mean, I don't know. I feel like they're coming at at a in at an angle that's like I'm an influencer and I want to build yeah. a platform based off of my knowledge, which again I think is really cool if you're a certified.
1: Yes. Yes. Person. Um. Definitely want to make sure that the people that you're getting content from um are certified or trained to give content out um and this came out from or this like research came out from this article that i was reading and we're gonna shout out Brittany morris who's a licensed clinical social worker and social media therapist so she is licensed um as a social worker but also does participate in social media therapy um but they said a lot of damage can be done when untrained individuals provide advice about series um or serious topics um, such as grief assault abuse and other like major topics that therapists spend like such a significant amount of time training for like A therapist doesn't just wake up one day and say, I'm a therapist. Like there's (laughs) so much training that goes along with it Um, and schooling that they get a degree for to be a therapist. So um, it's really important then as we're going through this, like our for you page to be aware of this and like thinking critically, like, is this person even qualified to be telling me that this is what I should be doing if I'm going through something? and the whole idea of like you can't believe everything you see online, like that applies here, and it's just so uh, absolutely, wild, but, um, it sounds so
0: like boomerish, it but... does,
1: it, <laughs> it totally sounds boomerish, but it's so true. Like, thinking critically about that is really helpful. Um, and one thing I read in the article was just because someone has a large following does not equal their credibility, which I think yeah. is really important,
0: yeah. I think like outside, like speaking outside of this realm of TikTok therapy like people will just believe anything if it's coming from someone with a large
1: following
0: and that is horrible um (laughs) like straight up that is just bad and I think that um I think that our generation really really lacks um internet what's the word I'm thinking of? Internet literacy or like, um, yeah, social media literacy or like being able to like decipher if things are misinformation or if things aren't based in fact. Um, I think it's a major issue and we could have a whole conversation about that forever. But I think that what you're saying, Whitney, is like not, you can't believe anybody, like if somebody's speaking confidently enough in a video and diagnosing you with, whatever if they're saying it confidently enough, I would believe it. Unfortunately. Like it would take me a second to step back and be like, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Like so, and I think that we all kind of fall into a pit where I mean, I don't want to say we all do, but so for me, I think that what I have and like what a few like of my friends and I who have talked about this have had, is we fall into this like diagnostic rabbit hole where it's like you're you're feeling a certain way or you're having these certain symptoms or whatever and then you're just looking for any sort of label to help you label it and move forward instead of, I guess looking and trying to find a solution to the problem. And I think that um, diagnoses are really important if if that's what is important to you. and I think self-diagnosis isn't bad either. But I think that there needs to be a conversation about thinking critically about these diagnostic tactics that social media therapists use.
1: Yeah, and sometimes you just have to like talk it out with people that you trust. Um, And we want to make sure that you guys have all of the um, like resources that we can give you. And so in the show notes, we're going to give you a website um, that you can search depending on what state you're in, because every state has their own, um, I guess, like platform where you can search to see whether or not these people have a licensure to practice. Um, Or you can do what Grace did and just Google them. Like you could totally Google them um, or check out the website. Um, And yeah, something also to know is that social media like has its own ties to mental health issues, which is really important to like take a look at the time that we're even spending on social media and the impacts that has on our mental health. Um, because I think we all, I don't want to say like, we all kind of know, but we all, I think have an idea of like the negative impact social media has on us. Um, mm-hmm. But it definitely can contribute to like having depression or yeah. bad self-esteem, even like fear of missing out like FOMO mm-hmm. can for sure happen online. Yeah. Um, and like we say with anything, like social media can be used as an unhealthy like coping mechanism. Yeah.
0: yeah I was going to say um, when I was going through this like period of healing, this is Okay. <laughs> I don't want to like give every single detail, but I did go through like a social media like cleanse. And then I was trying to do like my I was trying to grind on my mental health and like become this brand new person at Mm -hmm. in fall. Um I was like trying to green juice it up. (laughs) Ooh, yes. (laughs) But for my mind, (laughs) if that makes sense. Um Mm -hmm. but it did, it did like it was kind of like a coping mechanism almost. It was like it was like I was watching these videos and taking in all this information because I was running from my journal I was running from like confronting Mm. my own feelings and I instead it felt more productive or it felt more like an escape to have therapy Jeff tell me what was going on (laughs) instead of me like journaling and like working it out with my own self um so it does it does it it's like again a fine line to walk because in one way it's it's helpful but it also like was a complete
1: escape for me at times Yeah, that's exactly what social media is to me now, because I kind of had the same thing where I was like, or I guess I'm kind of going through it now, but like trying to balance that now, because I was doing a social media cleanse and now I have it on my phone again, but I have like that time limit thing that you can do with, with your phone, um, to make sure you're not like spending hours and hours and hours just scrolling, um, And so it's definitely helped me a lot just getting off of social media and, like, taking out, like, those social media, like, therapists online and, like, taking that out of the picture and focusing on, like, journaling and my own, um, like, mental health journey.
0: Totally. Yeah. And it's important to, when you're doing this, like you said, Whitney, like, balancing and paying attention to who you follow um and like you said kind of earlier googling people or like looking up if they have these licenses or um just kind of finding their credentials that's something to keep in mind and you can do this this can be done in every state because every therapist is if they're a certified therapist they will be certified in their state and um you need to be weary of individuals who are using their platforms to display levels of bias in their advice um which I think is really really important as well like even if it's like a subconscious kind of or like a undercurrent of a bias you need to be able to think critically and like see that um more objectively and it can be hard to do that because mental health influencers can kind of suck you in and they can be convinced. Yeah. And they can be like, obviously like they can be a really good starting point for exploring different mental health topics or mental health conditions, but they're not a source of diagnosis or treatment, like we were saying. Um, So if you are interested, absolutely. I think that it's a good starting point. And it's like um, what you said, Whitney, about being like seeing tools online about how to find a therapist or like what to look for in a therapist, like that's really helpful and a good starting point. But, um, in a, in a certified or when therapists are going through their schooling and they're going through their certification training, they're going through specific trainings to be aware of their biases and they should be practicing that and not letting it get in the way of their treatment for their patients. And, um, I think that that, gets really gray when it's online, when a mental health specialist isn't talking to a specific person.
1: Right. Like it's too broad for exactly. them to have yeah. some sort of like real um, mm-hmm. diagnosis or treatment for yeah, you. Totally. Like it's just hard in that way. Yeah. And my advice for anyone who's listening, you can take mm-hmm. it or not. But one thing that really helped me just in general, like just social media in general is mm-hmm. That paying attention to who you follow. Like, don't feel bad if you haven't talked to that person in years and they're not adding Mm -hmm. anything to your life. Unfollow them. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Um, and that's what I did is like I went through all of the people I was following, was like, "Mm, unfollow, unfollow, unfollow. And a lot of them, like, well, I wouldn't say a lot of them, but a couple of them were definitely these social media therapists that were not helping me at all. I was like looking at their page and was like, Actually, this is not helpful to me in any way, and it just wasn't relevant and useful Mm -hmm. anymore, Um, and that's on growth. Yes, Whitney,
0: yes, (laughs) and I think think that's, like, really admirable that you were able to claw yourself out of that hole. I mean, that's, like, a super dramatic way of saying it, but it's so easy to get sucked in, and so Mm -hmm. being able to recognize, like, this is not healthy for me and I need to move past this is a big step in being better, getting, getting help. Um, so Whitney and I are going to kind of talk about now, like if you are seeking therapy, um, we're going to just do a shameless plug for the shack counseling services. Mm -hmm. Um, they're still available via telehealth and you can schedule your appointments by calling the front desk. Uh, the number is 503-725-2800. Um, and this is, like we said, a good, like, see if you're seeing TikTok therapists or social media mental health influencers on your page and you're interested in it, that's a great, like, way to come to the conclusion that you would want to seek professional help. And the counselors at Shack are professional therapists who can help you um, and give you specialized care. Um, so it's a good stepping stone. And then, Whitney, do you want to talk about my SSP?
1: Yeah, so I actually downloaded my SSP like probably a couple months ago for sure and I've been using it. It's pretty helpful. It is this app that you can download on your phone. Um I believe you can also access it through website too. Um but it's a free confidential mental health and well-being support service. Um, it's available 24 seven. Um, so outside of the hours of shock, if you need any support, you can, um, receive it through, yeah, my, my SSP app, yeah, the phone number, um, or their website, and it's available to any PSU student that's taking one or more credits. So if you're taking one class, that means you're qualified to use this service, yeah. um, And I've definitely used it. I think there's lots of helpful things on there. Mm -hmm. There's articles, there's videos. And if you want to speak to um, a counselor, they have that through either um, chat feature or by phone. Cool. Thanks, Whitney. That's a good
0: explanation of it. Um, Do you have any other thoughts or feelings or anything that you want me to report back to social media therapists so that they can start curating stuff for you?
1: Well, one thing I wanted to say is that I thought it was a good point that you brought up, Grace, is that if you see mental health influencers starting popping up on your feed, it's probably, be- probably because you're like talking about it. I don't know. I just yeah, feel like or my phone just, hears me. Yeah. You know? Or
0: you're reading the like the infographics about it. Yes. Or stuff like that.
1: So, so yeah. I think it's a perfect, like, not perfect, but a great starting point if you yeah. wanted to seek out um, mental health mm-hmm. professionals. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah.
0: I think that it's a great tool. Ultimately, at the end of the day, I think that it is a good thing that we have these social media I I think it's awesome that social media is talking about mental health, and I think that it's a great segue into normalizing the conversation. Oh, sorry. Was that loud? No. Okay. Um, I think that it's a great segue into normalizing the conversation and bringing up the topics. I think that there are benefits to it. Like I said, I think that it's just, it can be a gray area and it needs to be something that you're thinking about critically. So, yeah, that's all, that's all I have to say. I'm, I'm glad we had this conversation, Whitney. Um, I, I think you and I have both been kind of talking about our own mental health journeys together and um, like through collaborating on this podcast for some reason. Like, I don't know. I just feel like you're my mental health journey bestie right now. I'm like literally in love with you. So I'm like so happy about it. Um, So I'm just, yeah, I'm glad that we get to have this conversation and I feel like it could be a thousand hour long podcast episode, but this is just kind of a short little part of our wellness series that we wanted to talk about.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think yeah, like you said, we've been talking about this a lot and I think we've found it very ben- beneficial to just have these sort of ideas like brought to us. Um and I think when I first thought about like downsides of social media therapy, like I was only thinking about the downsides. And so I thought it was important to like bring up there are benefits and it's a great starting point, but also trying to balance the pros and cons of social media therapists because there are both
0: yeah finding that balance is really important Mm -hmm. so yeah that's all I have for everybody and it's all we have for you all today but I hope you found this conversation to be enlightening um I I appreciate hearing your thoughts Whitney um and being able to voice mine because I've I've been thinking about this, like ruminating on it for a bit, but, um, I'm glad I, I'm glad it's out in the open and having a conversation about it has brought clarity to me. So thank you for that.
1: Yes. Thank you, Grace. I mm-hmm. loved having this conversation. Um, it's been a great one. Honestly, I'm so excited. One of the best, to- one of the books, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited to continue this like mini social like not social but mini like wellness series because I think all of the topics have been super Mm -hmm. relevant and super interesting and I've learned a lot from all of them
0: yeah well thanks everybody we hope that you did well in week five and, and going into week six with a bang um yeah thanks Whitney we'll talk to you later bye bye